Welcome to the Casted Podcast. It's season five, and all of our guests this time around are Casted customers. We're focusing on our users, not only because we're more than a little biased about how great they are, but also because these brands and these teams using Casted are showing a real commitment not only to podcasting, but also to using their shows as fuel for the rest of their sales and marketing strategies. As you'll hear, these are the most forward-thinking brands that are harnessing the perspectives of experts through their podcasts, and they're amplifying those voices across other channels to elevate not just the show, but the overall brand. They are practicing what we preach here at Casted, and I want you to hear all about what they're doing, why they're doing it, and how you can do it too. I'm Lindsay Chepkema, CEO and co-founder of Casted, the first marketing solution built around brand podcasts. And this is our podcast. Salesforce. Did you know that they have more than two dozen podcasts around the world? And they're adding more. So why would a huge company, that feels like an understatement, with an already behemoth brand that we're already buzzing about all the time, why would they invest so heavily into podcasting? What could they possibly be getting out of it? And if they are seeing such results, maybe you should consider leaning in a little further too. But okay, you might be thinking, this is Salesforce. I don't have the resources they do. How am I supposed to do what they're doing? The answer may surprise you. It's all about being resourceful and leveraging the things that you have access to and getting the highest possible return on your effort. But don't take my word for it. Let's hear it from the voices and minds of Salesforce's flagship show. Here are Tina, Megan, and Connor from the Salesforce Marketing Cloudcast. My name is Megan Collins. I'm a product marketing manager at Salesforce. I focus in my day job on our retail and consumer goods industry for Marketing Cloud. And then in my side hustle, I'm lucky enough to host the Marketing Cloud cast. And we've been doing this since, what, 2017? And I'll uh, segue to Tina, who's all the way out in Australia. Yes. Hello, everyone. Um, as Megan mentioned, I've been co-hosting the show with Megan for almost three years now, a little over that. And I am based out of Sydney, Australia. I also am a product marketer. I lead during the day. My day job is leading product marketing for the Marketing Cloud here in the Asia Pacific region and have been with Salesforce for a little over eight years, which has been an incredible journey and experience. Sounds good. So there's our hosts. And how about you, Connor? Yeah, uh, my name is Connor Wigman. Um, I am a data strategy analyst on the sales side. So not necessarily in our marketing org, but the consultancy work that I do is um, in the marketing industry, which is exciting. So I get to use everything that I learned from the marketing cloudcast into my day job, which is cool. But I came on to the cloudcast, I think the summer of 2018 while I was interning. And Megan and Tina, like I reached out to them. They were more than excited to like take me on. <laughs> I was more excited, more than excited to help. So um, yeah, I've been, I was interning, came on full time and it just kind of continued that journey. That's great. But you also were a former radio host. You missed I that. I was. Honor. I um, have been doing radio since like freshman year of high school. Um, and that just kind of has continued on. So I think for like almost a decade now, in some form, I have been in front of or behind a mic. So 
It's exciting. Yes, we, we, we appreciate Connor. That's for sure. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so that's actually a good place to get started is um, let's kind of briefly touch on the, the roles that each of you play in the Cloudcast, which is, abs- as we've kind of covered, is absolutely not your full-time job. This is in yes. addition to, so, so all hands on deck. Yeah. You know? oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's been interesting. So in 2015, I bet it was a nice brisk warm day in September in Indianapolis. <laughs> this podcast got started from Heike Young and Joel Book, and it was primarily used in the content marketing space for a thought leadership tool. Um, and it was, she, they both did an gr- amazing job building listenership and, Similar to, you know, what we've talked about in the past, Lindsay, is, you know, it's it's less of let's just sell our product, but mm-hmm. more of we want to help marketers be better marketers. Mm-hmm. So they cover, you know, any kind of marketing topic across a bunch of different areas. And then in 2017, mm-hmm. um, Joel had retired, Heike moved on to a different role, and it, it was just kind of in limbo, limbo land. She had, Heike had reached out to Tina and myself who are on the product marketing side. Mm-hmm. And since there wasn't a home, it was a little in limbo. She was like, I think the next best journey is through product marketing. So ever mm-hmm. since then, we've taken it on and it's it shifted slightly. Like we align it more with our campaign side of the house. We weave in a little bit of the product flair through our customer stories or through our partners, for instance, but it still keeps that same mentality of thought leadership. Let's help our marketers be better marketers. And to add on to that too, I think with it living under product marketing, and for those who are not familiar with product marketing, just imagine the group of people that sit between marketing sales and product. And so a lot of what we do is evangelism. And so now with it living with under this part of the organization, we're much more intentional and thoughtful of how it impacts not just marketers, but people who really interact with us on a day-to-day basis. And so we wear multiple hats of, well, what would a marketer take away from this? What would a salesperson take away with this? Or even someone who's building product. And I think that's the beauty with marketing is just the impact that it has, both from a business, but also sentimental standpoint. And I think just as far as roles, I just realized we didn't really answer your original question. Mm -hmm. But as far as like how we started to bring it into the product marketing space and keep in mind, I'm in Indianapolis on Eastern time. Tina, we're recording this right now. How is it like 7 a.m., 7.30? 9.15 a.m. the oh, next okay. day, but I'm ahead. I'm in, the, I'm in the future. Yes. Right Maybe we should early. make this podcast about what tomorrow is looking <laughs> yeah. like. I know. What's tomorrow helpful. like? <laughs> yeah. So like we're trying to kind of work on a 24-hour basis, right? Like mm. I cover my during the day and then, you know, she could cover some in her day. But it's essentially how we've, learn to to manage that is I take care of a lot of the housekeeping type of things of bringing in the the guest um, kind of working with our content or our campaigns team to figure out what topic should our next series be you know a lot of the kind of tactical things of what will our CTA be at the end of the podcast and little things like that a lot of the interviews if they're in the US right or in my time zone um, but then Tina comes in and brings in her amazing global presence and it's like mm-hmm. Megan, it's not just the U.S. There's other people <laughs> out there. And then, of course, you know, you bring in all of your experience from wearing so many different hats in APAC because 
in a product marketer role there, she covers a lot of different things. So we tag team it by coming in around this time, actually, to do our voiceover where we come in and talk about the episode, talk about our our key things we want to take out of it. One thing too to note is we've always been virtual. So we've never lived in the same city either. So I don't know if people know that, but anything is possible. Like as hosts, you don't have to be in the same location. Like even Connor's in Chicago. So we're literally all in different places in the world. And I think what has drive and has kept this podcast alive is just the passion. Like this is all of our side gigs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And yet we have, it's, it's, it's one of the most listened to public podcasts that Salesforce has launched. And we're so grateful for Heika and Joel and the organization for allowing this to be still in existence. So yeah, absolutely. one of the unique things about the show. Something that, that I hear a lot and that our team kind of on this side of the, of the table hears a lot is, you know, we don't have time to start a podcast. We're just a small company. We don't have all these resources like somebody like Salesforce would have. But I think it's important to get a kind of behind the scenes of what can happen if you just take take a ball and run with it and take take a show and run with it and just kind of pull it together and say, hey, look, we're passionate about this. We want to do this. We want to connect with our audience. It doesn't matter if we're in three different time zones around the world and, and we have to really string it together. It's important to keep the energy going, to keep the relationships going, and this is a great way to do it. So give us a little bit more kind of insights of what, what it takes for even, you know, Salesforce, and this is kind of your, your flagship show to keep this running literally around the world and around the clock. Yeah. I, and I say, I mean, feel free to chime in guys, but we've learned a lot over the a couple of mm-hmm. years now. I think when we first started, it was a weekly episode and we were just like running on fumes and just kind of throwing in like as many, as many amazing people as we could, because we had to you know, crank out it weekly and we had amazing content, but I think we lacked some of the, quite frankly, the structure. So I think over the last couple of years in bringing on Connor, bringing on, we have a a producer, Sachin, who's a content marketing expert and just bringing in humans um, Mm -hmm. that can help us to scale it and have some kind of structure has really helped us. So for instance, um, we've moved to a series approach and that's helped us to really put a lot of love and thought behind it, um, which I think they've turned out pretty great. And we've seen a lot of increase in new folks that are listening now too. And I think the reason for that is because we're coordinating it with our campaign side of the house. So if you're just starting out I would be best friends with whoever's running your campaigns Um, Mm -hmm. here at Salesforce. You know, like we have themes each quarter. And so it's now easy for us to say, okay, if um, your themes this year are account-based marketing in the fall, let's do an account-based marketing podcast series. Mm -hmm. So in, in that sense, we're trying to scale and not try to recreate the wheel. Let's like dive into the Salesforce ship here um, and take advantage of all of the other running with their head cut off people at the same time so that we can come together in a cohesive way. I was going to say, you know, be very intentional with why you want to create a podcast. Mm -hmm. I have gotten this question a lot from different parts of Salesforce business or externally of we're thinking about starting a podcast. And the first question we ask is why, Mm -hmm. what is your intention? Because it's extra hours, it's extra energy. And if you don't understand why you want to do it, there's no point in going through the work. 
I think a podcast too is very unique in that it's not a webinar, right? It's almost as if you're in the room with someone, but you're not physically there, but you are having a conversation in someone's ear. And so I think for us, it was at the end of the day is we all want to be better marketers. So how, how can we share information and stories that help people be better? And that's really been the intention the entire time. For sure. Well, what I'm hearing too is, is something that really is scalable. And often when we say scalable, we think scaling up, but you can also scale it down. Like you just shared with the audience, you know, how Salesforce does podcasting and you start by thinking, okay, one, why are we doing this? Where does it fit in? What's the point? What are we measuring? What does success look like? How does it, and so importantly, which is, is such a simple thing, but is so often overlooked, which is how does it fit into the bigger picture? And it's, it's such a simple question, but like what's marketing doing? What's the business doing next quarter, next month, next year, whenever you're looking at it and saying, okay, great. If, if we're talking about, you know, apples, how can we do a podcast about apples? Because <laughs> it's just going to make life easier because then it answers those questions of who, well, then who should we have on the show? What should we talk about? What should you, you mentioned CTAs earlier. What are the CTAs going to be? What related content can we point to? What have we already done that we can resurface? It just makes everything make a lot more sense. So like, tell me, tell me a little bit more about, about that kind of lessons learned and, and maybe a little bit more about that approach and what you would share with listeners about how they can do that too. Tina, I, I would say, and tell me if you agree, one of the biggest things that we suggested to from a very, very wise man was, hey, before you do anything, let's do a V2 mom. And <laughs> we do that all the time at Salesforce in our jobs, which is just a way for us to, like you just mentioned, figure out what are the goals? What are the, yeah. how are we going to measure it? What's, what's you know, a V2 what are the mom? obstacles? Tell everybody what a V2 think- mom is. V is you don't even have to define it. It's okay. okay. <laughs> but like what but what but broadly speaking, tell everybody what it is. It's what is your plan for the year? What are your how are you going to be measured? What are the things you're going to get done? Um, what are the obstacles that are in the way? Sure. Like I'm a lot of I'm what sure are, a lot of people at large, large companies can some people it's OKRs and KPIs or defining your departmental goals or your plan. Mm-hmm. So it's so you start there. You start yeah. with big picture strategy and objectives is what you're saying. You don't. So just like we started to just do a couple episodes and then we were like, whoa, <laughs> why haven't we not done a V2 mom yet? But Tina, that was a lot from you too, of like, we need to sit down and rev- look at this each quarter too, or yeah. look at this on a regular basis. Yeah. So for the V2 mom, it stands for vision, values, methods, and obstacles. And vision. Then- I was like, V, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's, it's just, again, being very intentional, right? So what is it that you want to achieve? What's the goal? Is it you want to increase ROI? Well, that's, you jumped a couple of steps because you have to build your listenership. You have to continue to build trust and you have to really, at the end of the day, share some topic or conversation that is of value to your listeners. So being very thoughtful is is something that's really important. A lot of the legwork is done in the beginning. And then as, you know, time goes on, you start to evolve. And so this year, I think was a massive transformation for the show because one, uh, 2020 hit and the world (laughs) experienced the first pandemic ever. And everyone was just like, what the is going on? (laughs) What are we going to do? And it actually benefited us because yeah. Megan had this brilliant idea of, you know what, let's, let's be a little bit more thoughtful and prescriptive and let's have a series. And we really leaned into when, when the pandemic hit, we had a leading through change series. It was all about 
how are you guys doing today? How are you actually feeling? Like topics were all about that. And then, you know, as time went on and realized this isn't ending, this is, this is here to stay for a while. We're not physically going to see each other for a while. Then we leaned into the business and we're like, well, what's really topical right now? What do people want to know? How do marketers want to be better? And that's when we started being more prescriptive and leaning in with our campaigns team of, you know, let's say we wanted to do an ABM series because now people have to be more thoughtful and more focused. They are having less money to invest in scaling in, in more grand ways. So now we're more focused and topical. And so it, I think it's just being very intentional, but also paying attention to what's current, like what's going on in the world. Because if you are talking about things are irrelevant, then you're missing the boat and you're speaking to deaf ears basically. For sure. And it is a balance of both. I mean, you have to be, you have to be strategic and think about how it fits into the company and fits into the business and fits into the brand and and their overall marketing strategy and sales strategy and product strategy. Otherwise it's going to be irrelevant to the business um, and not used. And then, you know, we see that all the time about podcasts that fizzle out because for those reasons, like we just didn't see the value. Well, you didn't, ever like really work to make it valuable to the business. But then on the other side, if it's only valuable to the business, that's when it's tone deaf and that's when it's not, uh, which like a robot. Exactly. (laughs) And, And unfortunately we've seen a lot of that this year right? Just across the board. And uh, the, even the best intentions, it's like, okay, well, you're, you're really tuned into what the business needs, um, but what about the rest of the world? So let's talk about what 2020 has, has looked like for you all um, from behind the scenes and, and how the show is, is performing and how you've talked about kind of how you pivoted some of the, the topics and how you responded to what your audience really needed and wanted to hear what have you seen as a result now that we're weirdly ending this crazy year? <laughs> Maybe it's, it's been a long stretch. What does that look like on your side? How has that come? How has that come to pass? Yeah. I mean, at the beginning, so we had planned, we had the idea of a series in about February, March, and this, you know, hidden around March timeframe. And at that point, as Tina alluded to, we shifted really quickly to the leading through change series and what that entailed on the back end. Like if you want a little sneak peek behind the scenes, we had been actually reached out to by a lot of our, either our customer marketing team or by friends. Like we don't always share our customers. They may just be marketers who are doing great work. They might not have Salesforce. Like for instance, um, one of my friends, um, our colleagues in North Carolina had a local um, coffee shop that was very much affected, but they had a really cool marketing campaign that they just whipped up, you know, on a whim. And in, in fact, they even went to the level of buying a drive-through window. Like it was a bank. It was formerly a bank. They invested in it when everyone else, you know, is closing their physical locations, right? They bought a a bank that had a drive-through just so that they can continue to um, ensure that they're meeting their clients' needs in, in this uncertain time. So like those types of stories, we were just like scavenging for, scouring for, I don't know the right word, but we looking were looking for, for with lots of intention. <laughs> we were intensely looking for these types of exciting stories. Um, and we kept that going for a couple of weeks there. And then at a certain point, it kind of clicked, like Tina said, that this is going to happen for a while. Mm -hmm. And that's when we started to go back um, to a slightly revised version of the series that we originally intended to at the beginning of the year. But what I think is cool now 
we're kind of forced in this way, but the structure is making me so happy. Like <laughs> if you could see our Quip doc, and if you don't know what Quip is, it's just like, you know, a, a way for you to collaborate with your, with your team. But we have listed out the storyline of our episodes and how we're going to have a beginning and a middle and an end and kind of who we need to have. Um, We're being a whole lot more thoughtful about the ethnicity of people that we bring on and making sure that we have a voice from each and every one so that we have a great perspective. We're being really thoughtful. And the reason for that is we're doing these series and we have more time. We're not just Mm -hmm. running and doing these just to do them. We're have, we have a purpose and it's all aligned to our larger business efforts. And it's so important. I think, you know, 2020 has done wonders for helping us to, to slow down with a new kind of forced perspective on like, slow down, but the world's still moving. Like the world's still got to move. So don't mm-hmm. stop. Don't slow down to like take a break, slow down to be more intentional. And I love that to be, make sure you're including more diverse voices and that you're not going to the same people that are, that are heard all the time, that there's anything wrong with those people, but like who else is out there that we can, that we can hear from and how can we make this all tie together and how can we make sure that the show, you know, like you said, has a beginning, middle and end and, and that we're, we're being really intentional about how we put the shows together. And I also want to hear about, and then what else, like, what about after the show goes live and what you're doing with, with every episode after it's published? Cause I know that it, it doesn't, the show does not end there for you all at Salesforce. What else, what else are you doing with the episodes once you've sent them out into the world? We try to push this out internally as much as possible. So we have our own internal social network called Chatter. And every episode we go and launch that out. We have a guide with email templates for our internal audiences to use if they want to share it externally with their customers or their friends or family. Um, and then we have an amazing social team as well that we collaborate with. And we're actually working on a new initiative, which is actually Cassid is helping us with that too. We're so um, but excited. They, yeah, they want to put more like video content and animations onto like our social um, like feeds. So uh, the audiogram feature, like that was the thing I was most excited for once we got um, like onto Casted. So um, we're really trying to push this out. And I think um, a big thing is the key messaging of um, like we're marketers helping marketers. Um, I think that's kind of like a big essence. I think that really came out through leading through change as well, um, because there were so many things happening with the pandemic and a lot of um, different issues popping up that there were a lot of marketers who I like that I talked to at least that were kind of struggling into like, what do we do? Like, how do we talk to our audience? Like, how do we empathize? Um, And I like through leading through change, like we had a lot of topics that kind of um, went through how do we guide ourselves through this? So um, like when we push that onto, out onto like our social channels or push it out internally, we got a huge like response because we had like salespeople who are just like, my customers have no idea what to do. And then when they hear the story of that uh, coffee shop in North Carolina that put the drive-through window on, like they were started getting ideas of different ways that they can innovate and start to like survive this pandemic, which I thought was really cool and exciting to see. No, I love that. Marketers helping marketers. And and that's what it's about. It, it's when you put yourself in the position of like, how can we leverage this, this tool, this platform that we have to serve our audience? You know, we have a voice, we have, we have a soapbox. How can we use it to really help our audience? Um, and I think podcasting just amplifies that opportunity. That's where the gold happens because your audience sees it and they feel it. Like this is here to serve me and to help me, you know, do what I need to do better. And I think just along those lines too, 
way this has evolved with with the series and everything and you ask like what's what happens next a lot of it comes down to how this weaves in to all of the other things that are going on so like i mentioned earlier the podcast is just thought of as just another channel so for instance we're planning right now for our Q4 efforts, you know, we want to close all the pipe that's out there. And so we can do that through all hands on deck. So for instance, in all of our toolkits, you know, that are going out to our sales teams, it's packaged everything up that's focused on account-based marketing, podcast being one of them. It's packaging up everything from industry's perspective. So anytime we brought in um, a specific guest that's in a particular industry, you're going to be baked into this. So that's all being weaved in to have one voice, which is groundbreaking from if I look a couple of years ago when, you know, it was a great podcast and we were doing great things. Like it felt great, but the fact that now we're looking back, it could have been so much more weaved in Mm -hmm. to the point where it is now. And next year is going to be even better (laughs) now that we have casted. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Megan, actually, as you were talking, one thing that it's made me realize is, is the Cloudcast has also been this invisible glue that has connected people, not just from a business functionality standpoint, but also from a listener standpoint, right? I think Mm -hmm. in some way, the pandemic has almost broken down those barriers, right? Because we physically cannot be together but through the power of sound and our authentic voices our an intentional storytelling, we're also connecting people. And 2020, I think, has shown us that's what people crave the most is that connectivity. And so I think, you know, whether you're planning, trying to do an episode or trying to get structure, I think part of that ROI is connection. And you don't always see a dollar sign to that, but it's mm-hmm. like, it's real, it's human, and it's really what gets people moving day in and day out. So, okay, based on all, everything that you've learned, everything we shared today, which is incredible, what would you share with, with others that are listening that, you know, might be at a smaller company or another really, really large company? I mean, there's very different barriers, you know, very large companies, there's lots of other people and teams and departments to work with, small companies, it's how can I do this all on my own? What information, what, what advice would you share to somebody listening right now who wants to uh, get in on the game like you have? I would say, of course, going back, have a purpose. But even before that, you have to have passion for whatever the topic is. If you don't have passion, you're going to come off like a robot. You won't sound authentic. I mean, you won't be authentic mm-hmm. and it'll be it'll be very apparent for your listeners. So I think step one, understand what the show is about and ask yourself, am I passionate about this to the point where I'm going to dedicate time to it? Because it does take time. It's like a little baby you have to nurse and and make sure that they're breathing <laughs> all the time. Yes. How about you, I Tina? Would, yeah, I was just add um, one piece of advice that a longtime life mentor gave me is where do you see yourself three to five years from now? And so if you're thinking about creating an episode or a podcast, what is the vision for that? What is the future version of, of what you want the experience to be? And that can help you in your guiding principles. And as we mentioned, the V2 mom, because I think we can always react to things, but if there's no intention or plan or purpose behind it, it won't last. And as Megan mentioned, a lot of the reason that this podcast has lasted and withstood the t- test of time is there's so much passion and love and just 
genuine um, charisma behind what we want to share with people. And so I think thinking of that in the future and the intention behind it is something that will carry whoever's listening throughout creating an episode or creating a, a podcast if they wanted to. Yeah, I would say the biggest thing I've been on both sides of like non-corporate podcasting and then corporate podcasting. So um, one thing that I would just suggest that I feel like Megan and Tina do a really good job of um, is understanding the value to the listener. Like there is the value to the company, but you also have to provide value to the listener. Like the marketing cloudcast, um, like one thing that I've noticed is we rarely mention Salesforce products. And even though it is a Salesforce sponsored podcast, the the biggest point of value for our listener is that they're hearing practitioners or people in their role, or maybe it's like a CMO come in and talk about things that they want to hear about. And it's not necessarily like guided around like marketing cloud or Pardot or our other tools. Mm -hmm. So I would um, definitely take a look at like, what's the value? Yes. To your company, because like, obviously that's how you're going to keep the podcast running, but what's the value to the listener as well? Like if you're um, like editing and listening to this, what are you getting out of this? Uh, take it from like your, your listener's perspective. Um, and then that's really all you need to like need for a successful podcast, in my opinion. I love it. And I love that the common thread, whether you, you realize it or not, at least from my perspective, is love. Like you have to be willing to to nurture the little baby, <laughs> the little baby show. <laughs> because it takes, it takes, it's a labor of love, which is usually used in terms of saying it's a lot of work, right? And you, so therefore you have to love it. And then Tina, you know, you mentioned like the passion and and the love for for the conversation and for the podcast and for the show and for what you're doing that comes through. Like, I think that our listeners, I'd be willing to bet that they can hear how passionate and how much all four of us are talking with our hands today, because we're very, I mean, all, all four of us really care about, about this and this conversation that we're having. And then Connor, to your point, like your audience, you have to even, even care for the show and care for the content and the subject matter is not enough if you're not putting your audience first because they can tell. It's like talking to someone at a party who only wants to talk about themselves, right? So remember parties? Remember when we used to go to those and see people oh, in real life? Yeah. So nice. So let's see, how do I put that in 2020 terms? It's like a somebody who comes into the Zoom room and just takes over the whole thing. Yeah. Isn't on gallery view and is just watching themselves. But yeah, it's it's it's, a, it's love. Like the you can, you can feel it and you can hear it in the show, um, as a listener. And so I think that that's really good advice. And so, uh, it's a good place to start if you're a listener and you're, uh, hoping to make your show better or get one started is start, start there, make sure it's something that you really can, uh, sink your teeth into and really love on for a while. Thank you all for being here. Um, it was so great to talk podcasting on this podcast with you. And um, if you haven't checked it out already, what in the world are you waiting for? Don't definitely <laughs> go listen to the Salesforce Marketing Cloudcast or one of their other 20-something shows that they have. Thanks so much for being here. Appreciate it. That's our show. Thanks for listening. For more from today's guest, visit casted.us to subscribe and to receive our show as it's published, along with other exclusive content each and every week.